Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time Alpha podcast coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and the newly commissioned Craig Coombe Studios. It is that special time of year. It is AFL draft time for 2023. Joining me is Adam Rosenbachs. How are Tambo. you, Adam? I'm good, mate. I'm good. And joining us is the man who's brought his draft preview to us probably about five or six times over the journey, maybe even more. Last year, he didn't appear on the show for his draft preview. We had to suspend him. The Junk Time Alpha podcast <laughs> put their foot down yeah. by the fact that he got a little a little birdie, told him about some Brownlow medal voting, and he didn't tell us anything about it. Mm. We had to suspend him. Joining us now is draft expert, recruited during the Port Adelaide era when he won the flag in 2004, Craig Coombs. Welcome, Craig. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? We are good. We're good, mate. Can I first can I kick it off first by saying is this the most compromised draft since GWS and the Gold Coast came into <laughs> the competition? It seems to be the most uh even one that everyone's talking about. Everyone's got the same idea, everyone's got the same blokes. It's like, well, right, eh? fair enough, which it seems to be the case, to be honest. It's built for Gold Coast to get a premiership team, isn't it? Everything isn't everything done by the headquarters <laughs> yeah. across that lawn. They just uh, spend a lot of money and got to get some reward for it. I think they're yeah. having a phantom draft where they're actually like like five extra better players that are actually <laughs> they're being kept under the bunker for last year playing footy. Um, it's going to be a lot of pressure on them. It might be a redundant question, but I have asked, asked the last few times we've done this, but the, the right team won the premiership? Yeah, well, they were the best side all year, to be honest. So It seemed to fall that way. One, one versus two, probably the best team most year. And did the wrong team and Carlton make the prelim? <laughs> <laughs> it was, again, it was set up this year for outside that top four, I thought. Well, yep. If you're fit and healthy and having a role, any one of those could have done it. Well, maybe not St Kilda, but uh, any of the others. So they had the tools, and if they got on a roll and it showed with GWS, just, just yeah. kept that kamikaze Adam Kingsley form up and and um, Rosie flying all the way to Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. And that, at quarter that, time, it was I, really good fun. I, 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 I meant to ask you, but did you go – in a hope or thinking, no, we're a genuine chance. Uh, no, I didn't think we're a chance. And even when we were five goals go. up, we kicked, when we kicked the first five, I was like, we, we can't hang on here. We can't keep playing like this. Brisbane <laughs> are just a too good a team. And they proved it, you know. And they deserve to right. be there on the grand, on grand final day. Yeah, sadly. But I just, I even say to my other mates, I, I just couldn't, there's no way I could fathom seeing Zorko win a premiership medal. Sorry, I just, can't handle it. I just, oh, yeah. 
there's just two blokes that really grind me and always have. He's one, so, and I know he gets some footy in that, but I just think he's a oh yeah, anyway, better not do a defamation. No. Uh, but the other one is <laughs> yeah, no, don't defame anyone on this podcast. Yeah, sure, no, 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 you just had to make do with Jordan Ngoi and Jake yeah. Ginevan. Yeah, that'd yeah. be fine. That's, that's <laughs> no, no, I, the I can actually wear them, wear them more than I can wear Zorko and Hipwood. Hipwood, yeah, I just so. can't. You leave that Hawthorne he, legend alone, Jack Innovent. <laughs> did, uh, did he put run over your dog or something? How do you... <laughs> no, I just any drafting year, I, I must remember I thought he slept with three lights on, to be honest. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So I, yeah. I thought, you know, yeah, I think we've explained the sleeping with lights on theory before. One light yeah. means you're a little bit timid. Two... Three, well, oh, in Chambo areas, but anyway, and, yes, uh, we've been talking about this draft for a while. People have been using the word super draft, it's been banding around, I think, for a few years. In your view, is this officially a super draft trademark incorporated? Uh, yeah, no, 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 top maybe six or eight, yeah, but then after that, I think it's really even that. Someone will pull a name. You go, geez, we had him at fifty, and then someone's taking him at eighteen. Or, yeah. I mean, that always happens. But from looking across this one, it seems to be it's going to happen an awful lot in the back end. And I think you know, with clubs, you know, jumping out, it's a reason. Do you think that this one West Coast will trade their future first from next year to be able to get Daniel Curtin? Daniel Kerr. Curtin, yeah. Curtin. Oh, sorry. I said the Curtin. Well, I, I thought they, they'd play the game, and it looks like they're still holding firm that they're going to sort of bluff North out there, but I, but I thought they'd do it. But, do you think North should give up two and three for one? No, not two and three. I give up two and what have they got? They've got 12, is it 12, 16, no, 17, 18. Yeah, something like, like that. 17, 18. But you don't, I, you're not going to. give up. You're not going to split that. You're not going to. If you're West Coast, you're going fuck off with your 17, 18 that the AFL gave you. You yeah. fucking idiots. And that's why they Correct. talk. Yeah, they yeah, they do. <laughs> well, they do. They they do. And I think North will be saying, "Well, we'll we'll ride your bluff right till draft night, and then we'll offer you two. And maybe if they can say, "Well, what if we ended up trading uh, 17, 18 to Geelong for pick ten? Would two and ten do it?" Yeah. Yeah, okay. I still don't think so because I still think that means they're going to miss out on Curtin. Yeah. And then before we jump into your top 10 or so, but um, so with the Ben Mackay, the, what would they get? Compensation number two, three? Three, three for that. So yeah. do you see that kind of changing? I mean, every Hawthorne fan in the world's going, oh, bloody hell, we got number 19 for Buddy. Like, do you see there's a way to kind of get around that where the system has to be overhauled in a way? It will be completely, I reckon. Same with pick purchasing, bidding. Um, I think they've found out there's too many flaws. Like, seriously, Mackay and Buddy. Yeah, righto. Rank those two careers. I mean, I, th- um, I think they got what... it. I think they got it kind of more right with Mackay and just completely fucked up Buddy and were angry that Sydney got <laughs> Buddy. That's actually a really good point, actually, that they actually maybe fucked up the Buddy one. They haven't fucked up the North one. Yeah, I, th- actually, I think really- so. I think it's kind of more likely you go, look, you know, Mackay is a, a key backman. He was a first-round draft pick, and he's gotten better. He's probably not worth pick three, but no, that's, you know, that's no the way. compensation. But, yeah, Buddy was nowhere no, that- near worth pick 19. 
And then also yeah. that buddy yeah. thing was probably back in the very early days of those kind of free trade exchange, uh, dra- you know, pick exchanges. So, you know, rewind mm-hmm. 2023 and you have that buddy uh, situation right now. Maybe it's a different story. Jeez. But again, well, with the buddy, again, with the buddy thing, though, it came off the back of your first pick, wasn't it? So that's kind of like what they did with North Melbourne. They just happened to be yeah. second last. Yeah. We haven't just win the play. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, yeah. That's right. That's where it was. And I think there's got to be a better system. System. There is yeah. there is a better system and they'll refine it. And um, I think they'll look at all their past errors and say, look, you know, there's going to be a fair few changes. I think with Dylan in charge, I think he will want to put his own imprimatur on everything rather than. Yep. A lot less polo. Following. <laughs> yeah. a, lot less, uh, a lot less cattle farms in South yeah, Australia. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. A lot yes. less villas so, in France. <laughs> there's always going to be change, and this this draft will again make that happen. I would think. Yeah. So, are well, you thinking we... West Coast are picking up Harley Reid at number one? Is that where we're starting? Yeah. Look, I don't think it, if if everything holds true and there's no late last minute, and they go in, yeah, they'll call them out that quick. Um, and look, he is, he's, he's pretty good. He can do most things. He can do all things well. And so just to give uh, a rough guide, what's his general position and how far is he better than the number two or three pick? Oh, uh, he's mid and he can play forward, but he's a pure mid, but he can in and out. He's quick and he just reads the play real, like he's really smart for his age. Um, and he... I wouldn't say he's a long way in front of Jed Walter. I reckon Jed Walter, he's a beast. He, geez, for a kid who can clunk the thing, players a, a commanding center forward, he, he's going to cause a fair few headaches next year. Is he a competitive um, beast? <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, roll him out. And you'll also <laughs> hear the... And, and get ready for the... Um, uh, when the season starts, the Brian Taylor watch on how many times... The word generational is used on um, <laughs> Harley Reid. Yeah. Okay. He'll, he'll be going with that. And I'm sure that, you know, when these guys picked up through the draft, you'll hear any time they're, they're selected for the first game. I love the AFL columns that, that, that uh, you know, Essendon are said to unleash so-and-so. It's always yeah. unleash. They're unleashing them. They're not giving them a game. <laughs> yeah. They're unleashing them. So, but, so he, is, yeah. he is very, very good. But so is Walter. There might be a couple of clubs who might tell you, you know, if we had a free pick, we'd, we'd swing Walter. Uh, but that would only be a couple of clubs, I would think. Yeah, okay. So Harley Reid to West Coast. Then who is the potential you imagine Walter then? Uh, well, back Walter what you're saying there, we'll be pick two, but he'll go to Gold Coast, right? Yeah, correct. So Kangaroos will call him out. They have to call him out. Yeah. Um, part of me wonders whether the Kangaroos might go, let's get, get this Gold Coast thing over and done with and call out. Uh, the other guy, Ethan, read it as well, and but it normally doesn't happen that way. But um, so I'd say they'll just call Walter out, and then it goes back to the Kangaroos, yeah, who will then officially it'll we'll call it pick three. Um, that the kid from Tassie, I reckon, I'll take Colby McKercher. He's he's jet. <laughs> I mean, he's a left footer. He's classy. He's quick. He gets thirty all the time. Won the Morris Medal. I think he come runner up in the Lark. Uh, yeah, I think he did. Um, so, I mean, he collects silverware and um, it's a good ball gather. And another one north, you know, they're starting to build a pretty good midfield if they throw him in there. Too. Well, I was going to say, and, uh, North Melbourne's starting to get to the point where they've kind of, uh, yeah, they've loaded up that midfield now and they've got to start. I mean, they don't have backmen. They're so 
bereft back there that they need to actually start looking for a key position, which is going to take them a few years to, um, you know, come to well, fruition, really. Well, they'll have the next pick, which I think yeah. that this is going to cause them a bit of headaches because there's two or three guys there. But I reckon they'll do what you said, Rosie, and go Curtin from WA. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's sent out back. He can play there straight away. The other, you know, <laughs> cynical side goes, well, I'd do that if I was, you know, West Coast didn't come to the party with North. I go, all right, we'll, we'll pick Curtin. And then in three years when Harley Reid, you know, been homesick and if West Coast still haven't pulled it together, I want to go home, North will go fine. Here's Curtin back. <laughs> we should have done this three years ago, but you can have him now. And yeah, okay. We'll swap him over. So I'd be thinking that way. So it's needs with Curtin fills. It's not just spite, picking him out and pick four for spite, but um, plenty of reasons. But I'll, I'll take. I think they'll do it. No, I do. I do a lot of stuff out of spite, so I think it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. And if we just rewind to three, then actually, just um, so Colby yep. McCurch, was that right, Kermsey? Yeah. Yep. Midfielder. Tassie so you said, he, you said he's from Tassie. So then I'm thinking forward to the Tassie team coming in. What twenty twenty eight? So you look at that, you get maybe five years under a, a, a number three draft pick and you fast forward to that, you, you could be the franchise player that Tassie are desperate to get in that time. Yeah, home. yeah correct. You know, we could be having, yeah. we talk about him about five years, like that kind of Gary Ablett, we, you know, all season, will they, won't they kind of go back to the big club, you know? It's going to be a, a difficult thing for everyone to fathom because you can't look that far ahead for a kid to go, no, you pick me and I'll be a one-club player. Yeah. Then the lure of coming home and being that generational player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then there's also the reverse lure of having left Tasmania and living in Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of them love that too. So it's like, yeah, no, pick me and I'll say, I promise. I don't want yeah. to go back here. Please, yeah, yeah. please. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, it's how the AFL structure this and what they do leading up to the you know few years before it. Well, that's um, the thing. I mean, I mean, there's a bit of a detour, but do you foresee them kind of, you know, like they did with Giants and Goldie, like giving them, you know, eight of the top ten picks when Tassie comes in, or is that was that a failure? Or a, failure, they have to, all right. Yeah. So they they need to, to two clubs, and they need to kind of readjust again. Yeah, and, and find it hard out. You know, what model they going to take? Because it'll be a new one. When you were doing recruiting, Coombs, and you talked to younger players, did you find it was either city or country kids who seemed more? Um, Open to moving. Country kids, because they're used to sort of living further away, yeah. a bit more laid back, a little bit more adaptable, because, you know, a lot of them, you know, work, get up early working on the farm or whatever, or, or even just travelling to school to get up early, get on a bus, yep. you know, for distance and all that. Sort of builds a bit of character doing all that stuff. And remember, they all, who was the player they said, oh, Robbie Gray, getting up 5 o'clock in the morning, working as a butcher's yep. assistant. So, you know, you've got a bit of discipline and all that. And, you know, sometimes as city kids, because everything's, you know, there and it's a lot easier, um, or a bit more pensive, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Parents, parents definitely with the country kids were far more laid back and like, oh, you'll be right, take him away for a few years. No problem. Yeah, yeah okay. Well, I'm going to presume maybe, and I might be making this up, but I figure with a lot of country kids, like it's not uncommon for them to move away just by the fact, you know, there are opportunities and jobs in, you know, a bigger city. Yeah, correct. Or the logic yep. of, you know, well, my dad moved away, my mum moved away, like, you know, that's just what yep. you do, you know? 
Yep, correct. And it's inbuilt with them as kids. And once they're, you know, probably 12 and showing a bit of promising footy, those sort of things are brought up these days. And um, the city kids' parents and a lot of them, because they've had them all the time, they're not sure how they're going to cope. And it is difficult for them when they go away to, you know, missing a whole group of friends. If you if you had a heap of friends and you know, they're gone, you've got to create new ones and it's all work-based stuff. And yeah. You know, you need other outlets as long as you get the good friends. <laughs> and I guess the country kids, you know, they've done a lot of shit on the farm and they're like, I need to leave that in my past and get the fuck away. <laughs> yeah, get into the footy and let's uh, leave that. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes. So you've got to pick five? Yeah, let's have pick yeah, five. I reckon they'll do. That'll cause headaches, pick four for North to go. What direction do we take? Yeah. Really well. And it can be, to be honest, I reckon it's one of three players, but. I was got a film they might do it. And then Hawthorne will call out Zane Dersmar very quickly. <laughs> yeah, so there's been a lot he of talk is. about him. What can you tell us about Dersmar? He's always been the class of the family, so to speak. He's got the biggest leap. He's just he's a real good goal kicker too. He's a finisher. So half flank? Yeah, yeah. Well anywhere well half, yeah forward line somewhere yeah he'll go anywhere he has to um because his leap is good he's quick he just he's a goal kicker too this kid how tall from anywhere so he's really confident uh 189 okay 189 and does he have a ridiculous goal celebration like his brother (laughs) no i haven't seen that okay no i know they were hoping to get this but there's no way he's going to get through to Pick wherever they are, 10 or just, yeah, okay. uh, no, pick 11, they'll be picking first. There's no way Dersman gets through there. So, yeah, no, he'll be on the right, on the good good side there. Uh, oh, well, I'm Chamber. looking forward to that. So he can, he can um, hang out with Mitch Lewis. Oh. We've got Jack back and maybe we can get a, get a crumb off Jack and then when they crash into a pack or something like that, we lost Brockman. Um, yeah, Ginevan. Yeah, uh, actually, I'm warming to this forward line now. Actually, I'm warming. <laughs> I'm warming. It's going to be all right. What are we now? Pick six. Yeah. Six. This was also the one that um, he's being called the wizard, Nick Watson, the little pure small forward. Okay. Um, over his season throughout the, you know, the, all the teams that he played with, he kicked 70 goals. Yeesh. It's not bad. No. <laughs> and he, he did set those tricks as a little bloke. Um, you know, if... If Dersma was gone, I reckon the Hawks would look at him. Um, yeah, they sound a bit like for like, don't they? Pair him up with, with uh, no, the, the difference is, you know, Dersma's a 180, 189, 80, he can go through the midfield. Watson's 170 and 68. Oh, okay. They yeah, are so not, not like, like can for only, like at all. <laughs> can only play. The only <laughs> like for like is they can play in the forward line. <laughs> Just might kick a goal. Yeah. So what, not, what team is it, six? Team pick six is Western Bulldogs. Okay, and I reckon they, they take him because that'll pair up with um, Cody Whiteman. Uh, thank you very much. That'll yep. be a dangerous little combination. So, think, okay. um, That's not bad. A, a pick six coming in with a brand new coach at the doggies. Like it's going to be the start <laughs> of a new <laughs> era. I think, I think you'll find Watson's got one of those cable things to his leg that it. Sort of doesn't extend him out past the the chalk. <laughs> he doesn't go outside <laughs> the fifty. Yeah. He's like, I'm getting too close. Stop. You know, he just stays at home and kicks goals. And him and 
It'd be dangerous with him and Waitman for at the feet of of um, the big boys at the Bulldogs. But again, you know, if Dersma get does get called out, I think the Hawks will snaffle him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. Pick seven. Who's that pick for? This is I think Melbourne will I think Melbourne Melbourne have got pick seven. I reckon they'll call out uh Reed, the Gold Coast Ruckman. Um, because I mean if they were silly enough to let him go, which they know he's not, that'd be pretty handy uh, replacement for Maxi Gorn. But uh he he's the best ruck. He's he's very quick and he's endurance. I think he tested really well. I like come third in something might be the is it two K? But he's great in endurance. So um they got a good I mean, he's going to be a good player as well. So good backup, Wits teaching him for a year or two. But um, is there going to have a couple of big boys at the Gold Coast? So that means if Melbourne call him out, then the Gold Coast will take yeah. him. So that'll be their next pick. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So then uh, Reed goes at seven. Then Melbourne's pick will then become pick eight, and I reckon they're looking for probably the most pure midfielder they can find, and that's Riley Sanders. Um, he's almost got the perfect physique, one eighty six and eighty five. That one hundred, you know, that we've always talked about, one hundred down on your height is perfect. It's one eighty six and eighty five already. Just gets the footies, contested clearance winner, exactly what Melbourne like, and maybe a backup just in case, um, you know, Clayton doesn't make it. Well, I mean, Craig raised eyebrows. You didn't have to, uh, you know, name a name, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was going to suggest that uh, Riley Sanders should go and live with Clayton Oliver so he learns how to, the lifestyle of a footballer, of a professional footballer. But I also I did that funny, funny, that story funny by the fact that, uh, you know, that, you know, Clayton, you got to get your life in order. Go and live with Maxie Gorn. Oh, by the way, Maxie's expecting a baby, like yeah. in about two weeks, so you're going to be living with the baby. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, can I backtrack very quickly when you talk about Reed yeah. at number seven? So I find, if memory serves me um, correctly over this journey, you don't get a great deal of Ruckman going away in the top 10. So does that make no, no, Reed special? Well, uh, I heard some, I can't remember who called him a unicorn. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, okay. pretty gotcha. much because of that. Have you seen any of his work? No, we can have a look, though. I was just typing yeah, unicorn. it's worth watching. Yeah, type in unicorn Reed and he'll come up. Um, it, it's worth watching. It really is. And if you really do enjoy going and watch highlights, some of these kids before the draft, if you get a chance mm-hmm. or after it, um, Walter is also worth having a look, you know, because yep. some of the things he does, especially in the air. Well, that's really got a good couple. There's no excuses, Gold Coast. That is the thing for the junk timers out there, actually. If you do want to go through this top 10 and go and check out the highlights of these people, like they actually are quite spectacular. I mean, I remember Craig a few years ago put me onto Cozzy Pickett, and it was just like, yours. Oh, it's fucking magical, yeah. And so, yeah, they do. Your call. Great highlight reels. You called him on. well, mate. You, you called him well, Cosy. You thought he was going to be a player, didn't you? Yeah, I, I think so I anyway, onto him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You did. Um, and right, so Riley Sanders, I think, is a dead set replacement. I'm not. I don't. No, I didn't mean replacement for Clayton Oliver. Insurance policy for Clayton yep. Oliver. Pick nine. <laughs> pick nine. Yeah. Let's go. Pick nine. Who are we up to? Pick What's nine. That? We're rolling over top. Okay. This is one of my favourite players in the draft. And uh, GWS, if we ever mention GWS, we've got to shout out Alex Williams, don't we? The great Alex Williams, the ambassador for GWS, yes. who actually does some great, great media work on the one-eyed giant. Yep. But he's yep. one of the he really does. good uh, – he does a good work. So Alex, he's also my uh, – 
GWS aficionado. He he gives me all the good mail. He knows hard, and he's yeah. keen on Nate Caddy. He's keen on Nate Caddy. So I'm going to go with Alex Williams and call out Nate Caddy because okay. at one one ninety three and eighty eight, he's primarily a key forward. Uh, he is a very good mover. He is a very good mark in the air or on lead. Take him in the midfield for that short burst. He he finds a footing and charges out. Because he's really good below his knees, he's able to win clearances. Um, and I reckon he'll be a still. You put this kid with Cadman, Caddy and Cadman, and have them with Toby teaching them for a little bit there, and that's a dangerous forward line. And we haven't even mentioned, you know, Hogan or Riccardi. Mm. Caddy, I reckon, will be a really good fit for them. Um, there is talk about James Leake being possible because he's a rebound sort of defender, but I, I think GWS is set up pretty good there. So um, I'll go with Alex Williams. I'll trust him and go with Nate Caddy. If I could get the Tigers back into the first round, he'd be the perfect pick for Richmond. And then that is a good example as well of a team that made the prelim, missed out by a grand final by point. Now they've got a number nine pick, which I imagine was a future first round that they traded last year. So that kind of shows the value of a future first round where you kind of go, okay, we might have to give up a bit this year, but we get we get it returned next year. Well, that, that would have come from the Taranto and Hopper deal, right? Yep, correct. Yeah, so that's Richmond. And this is the thing that Richmond would have done looking at this draft going, you know what, at pick wherever we expect to be, let's say, you know, we had a good year and we're supposed to be picked, you know, 14 to 18. Would is this kid at 14 to 18 going to be any as good as Hopper and make an impact? Absolutely no. Yeah. So that's where Richmond go, absolutely no. Yep, we are very sure that this is the case. Now, yeah, they okay. obviously didn't figure out, didn't consider all the things with Hardwick and everything else that happened and whatnot. You know, maybe if, if they could have their time again, would they have taken Hopper? I think they still would have because I, I reckon he's going to be uh, good money for the Tigers because he's still young and. I think they'll bounce back pretty quick, to be honest. If, they, if good old Justin, uh, Justin Kaczynski, what's his name? Kaczynski comes good. <laughs> and if they can find that third forward. But anyway, but yep, that's number nine, Nate Caddy, and I really like him. Pick 10? Who's that? Pick 10. This is Geelong, and there is talk of them maybe trading out of it if um, whoever they've got on their mind uh, might happen. That's going to be uh, a pain, but uh, late minute deals, but I'll go at pick 10. I'm going to take the, the big kid, Connor O'Sullivan. Mm-hmm. He'd come with a bit of a shoot late. He's versatile. He's an interceptor. And you're talking before, um, Rosie, about Kangas needing the defender. I reckon Geelong do because of letting go of Radicalia and, you know, Stewart. It's just, his body's just, geez, he's chucked on the line. So I reckon they need him. He's one that could play straight away. Real okay. good reader of the ball. He's Big lad, 198 and 92, but he, he moves really well. There might be a couple of teams trying to get 10 to get him. Might be a few others, Essendon, Crows, any of them sitting around there might say, try to do a trade with Geelong, pick 10 on the night. Um, but I, I reckon they'd be a bit mad to move back too far unless they just go, well, 10 for 17 and 18 and they've got their eyes on someone else. Yeah. Which I'm here in Sydney, if Sydney, if Got someone in your mind if he's gone, they're willing to trade their pick out. So, um, I think they're the 10 that are most likely in the top 10. 
with James Leake just sitting just outside. He's the one that could jump in, you know, somewhere, maybe an Essendon, maybe a Geelong if someone does a trade, uh, maybe Adelaide. Um, so that's the 11. 10 or 11, right. I think we're looking at. And I think it's pretty much, I can't see any anyone from outside jumping up. You can't see like a, a spiky coming from 20 getting into top 10 or anything like that. Well, I look, I look back through, but I had about 25 names at the start of the year that, that made me a bit interested and keep an eye on everything. I just, the only thing I'll say here is I didn't get to any live games. All my work has been done off YouTube vision and off reading a lot of, a lot of stuff, a good bit of time on the air. Um, um, fills in with my, uh, with my magic, my card magic stuff, which I'm sure <laughs> you're both familiar with and enamoured with, and uh, so, maybe so I can will you. That's what I can will to you. You know the secrets of my card magic. Sure just looking like through games here, like with your top eleven here, like uh, I feel like it's a bit of a different year by the fact you seem to have mentioned a lot more forwards, small forwards for by that matter. And there's way more forwards, and it doesn't happen. Yeah, you're right. It's not a midfield. It's not the. It's not a brownlow medal. Like it's not just you know eight midfielders and a couple of forwards chucked in or backman chucked in. Like it's a. It's a good mix of um, positions around the ground. Rosie, uh, no, sorry, you're chamber. Um, that is absolutely spot on. If you go back and look at other drafts, you'll be looking seventy percent mids. To, you know, you look at this, and we've called out key defenders, mm. uh, ruckman. Rebounding defenders, pure midfielders, inside outside midfield, and a guy who's um, centimeters, a one seventy pure yeah. mid, a pure little forward. Then we've got a half forward. Then we've got a centre half back. <laughs> it really is hmm. absolutely, which which is actually a good thing. And I think it's quite interesting too that you say the one hundred and seventy centimeter tall Nick Watson that clubs have come to accept that that's okay. That's his role in the team and. We don't think he's too small to play the game. It's like, yeah, he's really good at that. Why are we trying to make him a midfielder? And it was crazy because back when I was actively, when I was employed, a lot of times, you're right, you see the 170, you gloss over it straight away. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, a Caleb Daniel sort of, you know, oh, he's so small. Yeah, but he was captain of South Australia and he found a footy. I think mm-hmm. it was too long. They got stuck in the heads of recruiting guys. Yep. Whether it came from the top, I don't know. But I think you'll find over the last few years, if they can fill the role in the team that we need them for, we don't care what size they are. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So there's a time they kind of just, we're looking for a big brute, you know. But now we're kind of like, well, if they're five foot six and they can do their job, then why not? Yeah. And because other guys like Cozzy and that, and, you know, Shy Bolton, who was also picked 29, who's just going to be an absolute superstar, you know. Looked at those guys and go, he's a bit small, a bit light on. You know, pick 29, Shy Bolton. <laughs> Deal. Yeah. Um, probably would you have know, been taken earlier. We generally love talking to you, and you're the best person in the world for this job. And actually, we, we're going to, we're actually going to, we're going to create the next franchise after Tasmania. We're going to have the Junk Time <laughs> franchise. You guys definitely can lead our recruiting. But, but just before we wrap up, a wrap up. Can you can you give us a little something for Rosie and myself about Carlton and Hawthorne? Like, how do you see next year maybe well, playing it? And and should I get my repeat t shirt printed up already? All right. As we also always do, we always pick out a couple of things throughout the draft. Uh, note one thing I want you to note is that kid called Harry Dimatia, 
the more I've read about him, he may go in the top twenty. Okay. Last year he was he was the kid who ran out um, bat at the at Boxing Day test. Yes. He yes. ran out bats to to oh, the chain and the drink yep. boy and yeah. got got yep. sledged by the South African. <laughs> so he he switched from footy to uh, from cricket to footy, obviously. <laughs> um, so he's the one to watch. Be interesting to see where he goes. And always try to find a name. Remember, over the years we've come up with some beauties with Biggie Newen. I love Biggie. Now he's yeah. sadly off to the graveyard. Uh, out at North Melbourne. <laughs> no, I shouldn't say that. Get um, but I like the kid who's also a top 20 pick, can play, and he's got a bit of a mullet flow, and his name is Colton Tholstrup. Love it. Okay. Every time I say it, I sort of get that Thurston the third vibe <laughs> about him. He sounds like a either a yeah a billionaire or an action star. <laughs> go, go, and, go and look him up. You'll love him. Yeah, He'll be great. a cult figure, whatever club he goes to. The kid, good on it. Got a lot of strut, you know. Now Hawthorne and Carlton. Let's go Hawthorne first. It's going to be more fun. <laughs> uh, Rosie, you're not going to like it because they're going to fly up the ladder again. The Mighty Hawks. Hey! <laughs> well, next year, you hey. fucking lost your mind. Well, they're not going to make the eight. But yes. make the eight. I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm back. You said I lost my mind. I'm. Uh, I'm on the uh, medicinal cannabis now, boys. I started yeah. that okay. about six six weeks ago. So Mate, you and Dimmer, fucking off your chops. If you want me to, if you want me to will something to you? Well, yeah, <laughs> yes. But anyway, well, we 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 deal um, medicinal meth out of junk time out of uh, Wayne Jackson Studios. <laughs> if you need any of that, I I think the Hawks will improve. I think by getting in, you know, some some big part players, so to speak, that will play their role. Maybe Ochoa. Um, D'Ambrosio from Essendon, they're going to help. Yeah. And that young group coming through, you know, that Weedle down back, great pick, great selection. Um, he's going to work. And, and you know, Giath, mm. he's a run. They probably need an anchor somewhere yeah. in their back line to go, hold on, because they just grab it and go. They're going to be exciting to watch. Yeah. They really mm. will be. I reckon he'll flick the switch. Carlton, well, they, they went on that run. The only thing is, <laughs> stop smiling, crazy. <laughs> Stop smiling. The only Eric. thing is they're going to be under a lot of pressure now with all those Friday night games. Yeah, I know. And for us non-Carlton fans, if they start losing again, that'll be fun to watch those games. Uh, but if they're winning, <laughs> <laughs> but if they're winning, it's like you know, oh, I had to go to bed. I was too crook, couldn't be bothered. Made me sick <laughs> watching them win. <laughs> you know, um, you would think they've kept a lot of faith in their list and they've farmed off a couple of the regular. You know, guys that came in and done jobs, Fisher and, and Paddy yeah. Dow. So they, they better hope there's no injuries because I don't think their depth, you know, they got rid of a bit of their depth. Maybe maybe they got a couple of kids at Bins, is it? Jackson Yeah, Bins? Jackson Bins, yeah. Apparently he's really good and hasn't come in as a side yet. So there's a little bit of hope there. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah for him, I think yeah. he was knocking on the door like so many times. So, look, you would think Carlton are going to be thereabouts again, but... Right. To be honest, I would have Port Adelaide as being very dangerous because they've finally yeah. got a ruckman. I don't rate Lysette. Yeah, okay. And I think they're going with Jordan Sweet and Soldo. Imagine him hitting them down to, you know, Rosie and... Yeah. Uh, so what I'm hearing, Craig, from you is that Hawthorne's going to win the next five premierships. Thank you, Craig. You said <laughs> it. You said it yourself. Hey, we want to say thank you so much to Craig Coombs and also everybody Thanks following me back. 
with the top 10 we're going to put on our socials and you can follow along and see how many of the 10 we 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 get got cr- right yes thanks for your time Coombsy. have you back here Coombsy. we love you so much and all the junk timers love you we are a team a team junk timers all the best lads ladies girls boys all look out see ya go blues thanks mate go Hawks. thanks boys i appreciate that on you Coombsy. thank you soon Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.